Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello, everybody, and I am so glad you have joined us on this podcast. Well, today, Kenny, I want to ask the question what that I've been had posed to me several different ways, and I'm going to take all these and kind of combine them together into one question. Okay. Because I, I, this is what I think people have been asking. All right. What is God up to? Oh, man. Nothing, nothing major, and yeah. since you hit you cold, what is God up to, Kenny? <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I don't, I don't know that I want to speak for God in all of this. No kidding. That's <laughs> a, no, I've actually thought that, too. It's been a real – I'll go back to that thought. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I – I think, I think, you know, what has God up to in all of this? I can tell you what he's up to in my heart perfect, and in my life. And, and I'll just tell you, there's been a lot of calibrating, um, calibrating relationships, my relationship with the Lord, my relationship with my family. Uh, am I doing, am I doing the, the things that I'm supposed to be doing? Am I, am I majoring on the majors or have I been majoring on the minors? You know, we talked about this a, a few podcasts ago about uh, our calendars and my calendar, as I look back on it, it it wasn't filled with the majors. There were a lot of minors involved in it. And I, I will say that through this, there have been some things that God has pushed me on. And I, I had this thought a little bit earlier, and that's Ebenezer's. You know, Ebenezer's in the Old Testament, they were these stones of remembrance. Right. They would put these stacks there, and right. people would walk by them, and they'd go, why is that there? And they'd say, well, let me tell you. And I, I feel like this can be an Ebenezer for me. I'm, I am concerned that, you know, what happened at 9-11 uh, and, and the tragedy there and how people poured into the church. Right. And then they turned around, you know, three All weeks clear. later and it was like, oh, okay, I yep. guess we're fine. Yep. And I don't want that to happen in my life. Wow, that is, that is awesome, actually, especially just hitting you cold, man. That's, that's good stuff. <laughs> Well, it's, it's amazing how much that squares with what, what I have been personally saying and what, um, and even I had some conversations. I want to bring up one that I had with Sabash just this morning. I did a Zoom meeting, which, by the way, um, I think I've done like two Zoom meetings in my life up until this <laughs> coronavirus, and now I've been on Zoom. It's like I <laughs> second nature now right. for me. And so <laughs> it makes you wonder, you know, it's like this worked really well. Yeah. Here's a, for example, the other day we have, we have our young guns meet and, uh, it's a Bible study of some guys that are in preparing for ministry. And, and it was the first time that all of us had been together because everybody, there's a couple of guys that couldn't be there and they were on their phones on mm-hmm. zoom. Yeah. But we had yeah. everybody there. Yeah. And it was like, wow, this actually works really well. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of things that I'll just say for myself, I've discovered that it's like, there's some ways that we can connect, um, and, and zoom people into a meeting that we have existing, or maybe we all zoom together right. and come in and, and, you know, talk together. So there's some, there's some cool things that have happened, I think, as a result of that. But, but this whole idea of, um, of personal connection, I, I was talking to Subash. Okay. Subash mm-hmm. is our missionary in India. Yeah. Uh, he was a professor of mine at Dallas seminary. And he's the one that I met down in the library 
and I was having trouble with my dissertation, and he's this guru of putting dissertations together. And I said, would you mind helping me? And he was so gracious. I think Man. he just had this. He, he saw in my eyes that, yeah, this guy is not going <laughs> to get there. And he, f- he literally carried me across the line on getting the footnotes, the endnotes, all that stuff. That's divine intervention. Oh, man, it, you have no <laughs> idea. And so, well, anyway, so when he went back, so he was, he was preparing to be a professor at, at Dallas Seminary, which is, they don't give those away. No, that's pretty prestigious. He's, he was, uh, he's a sharp, sharp guy, very, a great theologian. He's got a, a PhD, which takes, you know, they, they call that permanent head damage. <laughs> but, um, but no, seriously, he has studied his brains out and very studious yeah. guy. I love, I love listening to him talk. So this morning I was on Zoom with him. And I asked him the, that very question. I said, Subhash, I was going to ask you point blank. What do you think God's up to? Yeah. And he went right to what, the same things that we've, you just said, the same things that, you know, what we've been talking about is family stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, he talked about a Sabbath, you know, and mm. he, he does, you know, talking about what it means to have that Sabbath rest and, and being content with, you know, prayer and all the things that he's been doing. And he's, he's bemoaning the fact that he can't be out there, but his wife was saying, I'm really glad you're here because he's, he's a <laughs> yeah. guy that's out a lot, teaching a lot. And uh, right. so anyway, everything he said, he had nothing to do with what God is doing in the world. Yeah. He was all about what God is doing in him. And I just yeah. thought that to me, that's what the essence of this whole global, because it is global. I mean, yeah. there's never that I can ever know of that there's, has there ever been a global type of pandemic that caused everybody to be on the same page? <laughs> you know, I, we, we've got, we've got a young lady that's in Ecuador. She's working in a school down there that we support financially. Right. We've got Subash in India. We've got Francis in Africa. We've got uh, Fotis in Greece. We've got all these people around the world that we know of and that I've, I've been in contact with just recently and everything is closed down. We're all doing the same thing. In fact, mm-hmm. Francis actually posted a, a song that uh, Africans put together, and it's this kind of Jamaican-sounding song. You know, yeah. it's a real jazzy thing. And, <laughs> and uh, they're basically saying, you know, wash your hands and make sure you stay <laughs> quarantined and all yeah. these things. Yeah. They put it to a tune, of course. And, and um, I'm not going to sing. No, I know yeah. Julie really would like for me to sing this right <laughs> now, but I'm not going to sing it. But it's just, it just amazes me how this is affecting us globally at the same time. Yeah. And so there's got to be, I still ask that kind of question for me. It's like, God, what are you, what are you doing? Is there something that we're supposed to see in here? And um, I don't, I honestly don't think there's some, anything more profound than what you just mentioned, that internal personal stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but I also like what you where you're going with it is that, um, and making sure this just doesn't fade away. Right. Right. Well, my, I, my mother-in-law, we were talking today and, and she said, you know, I grew up in a time when going to your room was punishment. And, you know, we didn't have televisions and all that. You know, right. we didn't have access to being online and stuff. And she said, so when we got sent to our room, it was, uh, there was, a, you know, you need to go to your room and think about stuff. And she said, I feel like maybe God has done this to us. Everybody to your rooms. It's time to reconsider life. That, as you say, <laughs> that'll preach. That'll preach. That, that is true. I think that's, right? I honestly think... There's not much, because people where people want to go with this is, is God judging us? Yeah. You know, is this the time where this is the, is this Armageddon or is this the, one of the final plagues? And it's like, man, I don't think so. Yeah. And one of the questions I pose this with that, the Young Guns group as, is what has got up to, I asked the same thing. And I told them about this judgment. I said, none of you mentioned judgment. And, um, 
and I agree with you. I, I, don't, I don't think it's God's judgment. But here's a, the thing, and I've been pondering, so I'm going to throw it out to you, Kenny. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I, don't, I personally don't think I, we, man, has the authority, biblically, to say this is God's judgment. Mm. That's the thing I've been thinking. It's like I, that's way above my pray grade to say this is the judgment of God. Yeah. I, can, I, can, I think I have authority to say God has a purpose in this. Yeah. God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. And Amen. he definitely is working out his purpose through all kinds of struggles, not just this one, but any right. of our struggles. Right. To me, it fits that on a global scale, yeah. he has a purpose for all of us to lean into him. And, uh, but but the, the judgment part, not only do I not think this is a judgment of God, um, but but here again, I'm I don't I don't have the authority to say it is or it isn't. Yeah, that's my thought. Do you? Yeah, no, you that's have, that's. Have really you ever thought about that before? Well, you know, back to your point, when people will ask me, "What do you think God is doing in this?" And we've had several conversations in our home uh, with some friends in the in the neighborhood, and I just get really nervous speaking for God. I mean, it's a humbling thing, even just going into the pulpit. And preaching, you know, as Absolutely. we do from time to time, Absolutely. it's like, I, I want to be careful that uh, who knows the mind of God. I can tell you what his word says, and I can tell you how that applies in real time right now. But boy, when we start parsing things and saying, yeah, this is God's judgment and he's condemning you yes. because of sin. Right. Well, if it says that in the scripture, I'll hold on to that. But to be that specific, I want to be careful in the Old Testament if the prophet was wrong, they took him out and stoned him. That is right. <laughs> That's a humbling place to be. I So I'm in the same place. I, I don't think we have that authority or thus saith the Lord or scripture yeah. we can we can really camp on. We have examples of what um, plagues, locust plagues, yep. whatnot, happened and how it drove people back to God. Right. But um, And I think we have full authority because we have scripture for that, yeah. that this is... Personally, this is what it's doing in my life, what it's doing in my family's life, and here's the good that's coming out of it already. Right. Um, I love the idea of the Ebenezer and the the stones of remembrance. That's yeah. that. Is, I think that's perfect. And um, but I think we we've got to stop short uh, of saying this is or is not God's judgment. I I right. just don't think that's that's our role. Right. I never really thought about it though until this this crisis, this global crisis, and yeah. and people kind of imposing that question. Yeah, well, and I think I think it is big on people's heart. And I love, you know, just before the podcast, you and I were talking and you threw out some scriptures um, because I think people are, 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 are in that place of, are we being condemned as a world? I mean, a couple of podcasts ago, you even read uh, from the Washington Post. Yep. And they're asking some similar questions. Yep. Is God condemning the world? So you've been asking me some questions. I'll just kind of, you know, what does the words have to say about that? Yeah. With yeah. respect to condemnation. Right. In uh, Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I think, you know, going back to that po- podcast we talked about, mm-hmm. that what it means to be have life in Christ, there is no condemnation. So the first thing I think when you go through a crisis of any kind, you do need to ask that question. So where am, where am I at with God? Yeah. Yeah. And if I don't have a relationship with him, I need to figure out what that looks like. Right. Which, um, let me just interject right. real quick right there, Galen, which is also a part of our communion time, right? I mean, that yeah. we should be doing that regularly when we go before the Lord to say, right. yeah, is there any unconfessed sin? Is there something Perfect. that's keeping me from that? And I don't know. I Maybe maybe at least in my life, there have been some times when I've, I've kind of glossed over that stuff. 
And so this is a global pandemic, and there's Christians all around the globe. This is not a judgment or condemnation thing, but it can be driving me to ask a personal question of, what, how am I doing with God? And, and what, what even Sabash brought up today is that, you know, I made me think, how is this affecting a Sabbath rest? And mm. will that stick with me? Because I've had, a, I've had a lot more time, yeah you know, and, and, um, and I have had some good quiet times and I've been really enjoying, um, you know, just reading, studying and, and some things because I don't have to rush off. I don't have those meetings that we typically have right. all the time. And so, um, I think these are these are good things, and I and I really like your point. Is it's it's got to it's got to continue on. Yeah. No. I you uh, you also brought up John three sixteen earlier, uh, just before the podcast, right. and I really I really appreciate that because I I think oftentimes when people look at Christianity, um, they they don't they don't see the full scope of it, and and it's like I don't know, kind of we. We like to blame God for bad stuff that happens in our lives, but we we sometimes forget to look at well, I put myself in this in this place. And you were talking about John three sixteen and seventeen you know, and how that right okay. That. So the the this guy a friend of mine called and and he had his, he was having a conversation with his boss and his boss apparently was asking some kind of these kind of questions. Mm-hmm. You know what is you know and and the guy that I know I would say you know he's not new in the faith, but there is a renewed there's a renewed uh, stirring in his soul. Uh-huh. And it, it, it didn't shock me, but I was very proud of him about what he, he said to this, to his boss. And he said, I was quoting that scripture and he said, you know, the one, and, and he started quoting it. And I knew, I was like, oh, that's John three sixteen. It's what he uh-huh. was trying to, to get to. And um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish and have, but have everlasting life. And he uh-huh. was telling his boss, he says, that's what I think. God is trying to say in all of this. Yeah. And I just thought, man, way to go, brother. That's, that's exactly, <laughs> right. I, you're that's spot a good word. on. Yeah. Spot on. And that'll preach. That'll preach, man. <laughs> but I, but I told him, I said, there's another part of that verse that you may not, you may not realize that in verse 17, it says, God sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. And it adds to this whole narrative that I, you know, I don't believe this is any kind of judgment condemnation. Because that's that is not what God's purpose was in sending His Son. His Son, He sent His Son to propitiate the wrath that He had towards sin, and that was finished at the cross. Yeah, right. So Amen. now we we are new creatures in Christ, and there's no condemnation. But I do think He wants us to to stay with Him, to abide yeah. with Him, to to mm. to lean into Him. And I think so. So here's another thing. And go back to Sabash's thing. I told him the story of Jeremiah twenty twenty nine. Uh-huh. that, you know, how I, what I told him about it. And he was just kind of grinning. He had this kind of grin on his face and I could tell he wanted to say something. And I finished my thought, you know, we, th- I think we should pour into our family, pour into our kids and, and, and reach across for our neighbors. And he says, Galen, do you realize that's the passage I'm going to preach Jeremiah 29, four through nine this weekend. <laughs> and I said, well, that's, that's awesome. So we continue to talk about that passage and how it applies. And he, he really appreciated that kind of the application of that. But then he said, um, how does this, we were, we were talking about it and he said, he's, uh, he preached on the book of Joel and he was oh. going, I was, he was waxing eloquent on the <laughs> book of Joel. And I said, so just, w- just so you know, uh, we are preaching to the book of Joel, May and June. And <laughs> so it was really cool to see, you know, here we are worlds apart. Yeah. And, 
and yet we're having some of the same conclusions. And it really, yeah. to me, and being driven to the same places, same place. Cool. That is really yeah. fun. Yeah, but to uh, yeah, for me to match up wits and and my soul with with Sabach, that made me feel really good. Yeah, <laughs> he's a good, he's a good one. He he actually really is close to God. You know, <laughs> I hope I hope that we can in be, in many languages. He's in close many to God. languages, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's a good brother. I I really admire him. But but anyway, to have that kind of sameness of passages sameness of just what you said it's it's he took it very personal yeah he talked about how he and his wife alice are spending more time together and how it was good for them and it was good and i just thought man that's exactly the conclusions that, yeah. that i think is right is you conclusion yeah. you came with and i don't know um i don't know what the world needs they got sabash they got kenny and Gale. that's it that's <laughs> it what else oh do you need <laughs> lord help us yeah exactly <laughs> hey um you know, you brought up Sabash talking about Sabbath, and I'm just wondering, like, practically, how do we work that into our lives? You know, it like this is a great time for that to uh, uh, to to become a part of our rhythm. Yeah. But presumably, life's going to return to semi-normal or something close to a new normal. Yeah. How do what does Sabbath look? Like? I mean, can it be any day? Should it be a certain day? Is it uh, a, a time of rest where you don't do anything but lay on your couch. Like, like, I don't know. That's a, that's yeah. a big question. I get that one a lot. And I, I think that would be worth us kind of chewing on a little well, bit. Well, I, I'll just give you my best shot at it. And I have no corner on the market of how to do Sabbath. I'm, I mm-hmm. would say uh, probably the world's worst and I've, I've worked at it. Um, my wife is better at it than I am. I, I think I just do Sabbath differently than she does. Mm-hmm. She, her, her Sabbaths are quiet. Uh, contemplative she reads and you know that's a it's just a different kind of uh-huh. you know, mine um if if i can be i don't know it, monday is usually the day it's uh that i pretty much that's when i try to take my sabbath you yeah. know sunday's not a great day for a sabbath <laughs> no. um it's pretty busy and we're answering questions and we're preaching and we're doing all these things so yeah. that is not a day for me um but but mondays are and i have to be really intentional but i can be you know if i'm i don't know if i'm riding my horse I can actually shut my brain off because I'm actually doing something activity that I, it helps me. I think as my ADD stuff, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure I was diagnosed, <laughs> not diagnosed, but I think I look back yeah. and think, okay, I was that kid. But I still today, I have to kind of do something. I, I can be working in the shop or doing something, mm-hmm. but it can be completely different. I completely disengage yeah. and I can think about things of God or I can think about my life or I can think about the future. That's where usually mine go. I usually think about the future because I, it's kind of part of my personality is I live kind of in the future of what, what's next and where does God want us and where are we going next and all that thing. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's how I do it. I would not, I'm not writing any books. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. Right. Now I think that is, it's such a hard thing. Um, Cindy, uh, well, we went to Israel a couple of years ago and, or, oh, I guess Jeepers, it's been about 13 years ago, a couple of years ago. It was 13. Wow. <laughs> Time flies. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. Um, but while we were over there, we got to see uh, um, the Sabbath practiced. Yes. And when we came back, when I came back, uh, one of the things we started to institute is Friday nights, our family gathers and we eat together. And during that time, we also make a point to pray for one another. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not that we don't pray the rest of the week, but it's just kind of a special, yep. yeah, hey, um, clear your calendar because it's Friday night. And that that has been a part of a rhythm that 
it shocked me how much my kids look forward to it. Wow. You know, they're asking, Hey, what are we doing for Sabbath this, you know, mm. for uh, dinner, you know, and, and, um, is everybody going to be here? And, you know, just those kind of questions has been really sweet. And I'm not saying that we've batted a thousand on that thing, yeah. but as we've made it a part of our rhythm, it's become something that our kids look forward to. You know, it's something that Mary Kay fought for every time, you know, she, she would like to have a goal of like three days during the, during the week, we're going to have dinner together and we're going to sit down and we're actually going to talk to each other, you know, yeah. when the kids were yeah. home, of course the kids are not home now, but that was, you know, those intentional times, you have to fight for it. And I think yeah. once it becomes a part of the the routine of your life, I think yeah. maybe it can stick. So anyway, um, well, this has been a, I think this is an interesting topic. I hope that it's been enlightening or at least helped you wrestle through some things. And uh, I, I think the thing that I want to take away from this is that, you know, um, I think it's personal. I really mm-hmm. do. I think this is a shot across the bow and God's saying, hey, guys, yeah. you, you need to sharpen up some things. You need to lean into me more. But I, li- I really like how you ended it, is that we need to, we need this to continue yeah. for a long time. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, be strong and very courageous. God bless you all.